Hey everybody, C-Note here and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like your retirement account. It's out there somewhere, I think, maybe. I don't know. Uh, today on the show I wanted to talk about mental illness and violence. Uh, it, it is, this is trigger warning. Trigger, trigger warning. Because I get a little bit aggressive on this episode. This is definitely a tough love episode. I talk about mental illness and violence, particularly domestic violence, and how mental illness... People who use mental illness as an excuse to abuse people, both emotionally and physically, and it is not appropriate. That mental illness is separate from your upbringing and your behavior as a person. That um, you know, being a crappy person is you know comes from toxic surroundings and development, whereas mental illness will accentuate those things. They are very different things. And I also talk about the person who is being abused that often makes makes excuses for not leaving, for allowing themselves to continue to be hit and hurt, and talking about love and emotions, and, uh, and, and it's basically talking about the codependent nature of all of that stuff, too. So it's really important for you guys to understand that I'm coming at this from a place of love, but it's going to be tough love. It is going to be me talking to you in a way that is going to be very uncomfortable. Hopefully some of you are very excited about that, <laughs> but um, you know, this is, this is in relation to a real thing that's happening lately in a friend of ours life. And um, I'm, I'm using that rage to fuel this episode. So um, very long intro, but it's all out of love and Let's hit the button. Let's do the thing. Buckle up your seatbelts because this is a bumpy ride. Let's go. Drums, please. It's three-time Pro Bowler and Super Bowl champion Keyshawn Johnson. I want to introduce you to my new show, All Facts, No Breaks. I'll be giving you the real reactions to the latest sports news and inviting guests in the sports and entertainment world to break it all down. Tune in and make sure you listen and subscribe on Spotify. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. So today we're going to talk about mental health and violence. And more specifically, the excuse of using mental health to cover up for acts of violence. And again, this is going to be kind of a subjective discussion. This is not based on numbers and facts and information in that sense. This is a general discussion that a lot of people experience when they're in relationships or, you know, they someone does like a terrible thing. Uh, God forbid, murder someone or does something extreme and pleads mental health issues or something like that. Now, what I really want to talk about is the fact that mental health is not singularly, or mental illness, I should say specifically, is not singularly to responsible for someone doing something bad. 
specifically something violent. Because there are lots of bipolar people in the world. There are lots of people who are dealing with lots of different extreme types of mental illness and issues. But it's not a mass murder spree that you hear out in the world. And what happens a lot of the time when it comes to mental illness is that somebody in a situation tends to use that mental health, particularly in a relationship. And I guess specifically, I should be talking about people in relationships and like domestic violence. And I guess I'm going to be real about why I'm doing this episode, because we have a friend of ours who has recently gone through an issue where her boyfriend has um, bipolar disorder and he goes through bouts of mania and things like that. But he most recently has hit her and we're working with her to get her help and get her out of the situation or to properly assess it. So it really made me think of doing this kind of episode to talk about it because in that specific circumstance, I'm not going to name names, of course, in that specific circumstance, it's someone who is using their mental health and mental illness as a way to keep someone bound in their life, to use it as a means for guilting someone and emotional abuse. Because not only is it difficult to have a mental illness, but it's very difficult to be the partner of someone who is dealing with a mental illness, or a father or son or other some other relationship to someone directly with someone who's dealing with mental illness. Especially for the type of person, and this is true for a lot of people, who are very concerned with making sure that other people's needs are met. And that could be naturally within you, or you could have been influenced by your upbringing to think of people that way. And maybe it's not worked for you, but you continue to do it because it's something that, you know, socially you've been pressured to make sure that someone else is taken care of more than yourself. And unfortunately, that's a lot more common than we give notice to. So, um, in this case, you know, it's someone that is taking advantage of their mental health to use it as an abusive tool. And truth is, and I've used this in a couple of episodes, that mental health is not an excuse to let go. Mental health is not an excuse to not, not get help, to not find ways to make yourself better or to improve your situation, whether that includes getting yourself into the right environment, surrounding yourself with the right people, going to therapy, or going to get some sort of medication. And that does not mean that your mental health is someone else's responsibility, and you as a partner of someone who is dealing with mental health, you are not their responsibility. They are not your responsibility, rather. So let's, let's approach it from a different perspective. Let's talk about relationships in general, because there is a bit of an overarching... Um, really negative perspective on relationships. And it, it comes from insecurity and self-imposing uh, feelings about relationships and about what you're worthy of and such. I think a lot of people get involved into, into abusive relationships because they're feeling insecure. They feel like they're scared to go into the unknown by getting rid of this relationship. They're scared of what the other person might do in a mental health situation. They weren't, they're scared if they leave, they're going to drive the other person to kill themselves. And how could they deal with that guilt? Or they're dealing with this insecurity of feeling like this is the best person that I could ever get. 
there's no way that I could improve myself. There's no way that I could get a better person in my life. I don't want to be alone. Being alone is scary. This is going to be a tough love episode because I simply want to say get over it. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to hope to find words that are a little bit more helpful. But I'm, I'm starting with the tone of get over it because that literally everything that you've ever done in your life has at some point involved a risk or taking some sort of uh, making a choice, you know, being alone for a while. Just because you're going to be alone <clears throat> for a while in a healthy situation where you could possibly surround yourself with healthier people and take time to grow and learn and change and hopefully find someone else, it just doesn't mean that you're going to end up being alone. It doesn't, why, why is that the assumption? Why is that the assumption that you're going to be alone versus like opening the door for a whole bunch of people to be able to come into your life? So I want to address that first because these situations, you know, again, thinking about relationships, they are three entities. You know, it is, it is one person, the other person, and then the third relation, the third entity is the relationship itself, you know, and we forget to we put so much energy into that third entity that we forget to take care of ourselves. We get to consider what our needs are. And so a lot of the time people are not good at forgoing their own needs. It does not bring them that sense of fulfillment that they need in their life. Especially if you're operating in a place of fear, fear that the other person is going to leave you fear that the other person is going to stalk you or do something violent fear that you're going to be alone living in kind of living in fear and making decisions based on fear hasn't helped anyone ever ever i can't think of a i can't think of a reason i can't think of a a time where fear has led someone to something positive it puts you in a defensive state and if you're trying to move forward in life how does fear help you sure fear can help you from getting away from an actual thing that is scary, but fear from the unknown, fear of the dark, fear of something you don't have any information on that is simply irrational and that does not work. You can fear a giant monster that's in front of you, but you can't fear, if you fear a giant hole, the only thing you should actually be fearing is falling into the hole, not the hole itself. So what I want you to think about when you're in a relationship that is abusive and you need to get out to eliminate that fear of the unknown, that fear of leaving, that fear of being alone, because you simply do not know. You're feeling the, you're fearing the emptiness. You're not fearing what you're going to do with that emptiness. And maybe you could fear what you're going to do with that emptiness, but that's why you have support. That is why you have friends. That is why you need to find a support system. And truth is, you could say to me, I don't have any friends. I don't have any family. I don't have anyone to connect with. Bullshit. There's always a way. There's always someone that you could find to connect with. You could find a therapist. You could find, you could call the police and the police could help you. Like you're not going to get that deep connection with a police officer, but they're going to listen to you and they're going to be aware of what's going on so they can help you. The point is, that you are not alone, so stop acting like you are alone. And stop acting like you are the person that has to fix everything. That's simply not true. Now I'm going to talk to the other person. 
the person who is dealing with the mental illness, the person that is using mental health as a means to control the other person and mental health to not help yourself. First of all, mental health is not an excuse for shitty behavior. Shitty behavior is separate from mental illness. Mental illness can accentuate shitty behavior, but mental illness does not create shitty behavior. Let's be clear about that. I want to be clear about that to you. If you're the person listening that is doing this, or if you're the person that knows someone that is doing this, it is important to know that shitty behavior comes first. Mental illness accentuates that shitty behavior. So I'm going to mark this episode explicit (laughs) because there's probably, there's going to be triggers left and right on this episode. And I know someone's going to get upset and that's fine. That's the point. You're going to have to get a little bit upset about this in order to move forward and do something about it. Because this is serious stuff. You know, someone gets punched. If you, the person that is dealing with mental illness, uses it as an excuse to hurt someone or to be violent, you're going to either end up in jail and get punished for it, or you're going to hurt or kill the person that you claim to love. How would how does that help anyone? So you need to take responsibility, take personal responsibility for what you're dealing with. And I know if you're listening and you have borderline personality disorder, you're probably very defensive about this right now. And that's fine. You know, it's going to be hard. You're going to need a different kind of attention. But other types of people are going to find that taking personal responsibility will help them. Taking personal responsibility in getting help. And it doesn't mean things are going to change overnight. But making sure that how you feel is not someone else's responsibility. I wish that's something that we were taught as kids that your emotions are not the responsibility of someone else. Your emotions are not your mom's responsibility, your friends, your teachers, no one else's responsibility but your own. You have to work through them, and you have to talk about them if you need help with them. You know, it's not about isolating yourself and being alone, but it's about taking responsibility and and finding the path to feeling better. And someone who is dealing with mental illness, especially as an excuse to be difficult to someone or to potentially hurt them it is incredibly important for you to stop stop what you're doing and figure out the next step that you can take to go get help again therapy medicine a friend maybe you leave the relationship (laughs) i mean if you feel like you're going to hurt the person you care about then why are you with them that's the thing that I don't understand. I don't understand that aspect of love. And this usually comes from men to women. I don't want to generalize in that sense. But that's from, from what I've noticed. That seems to be the case. Is that men covet women as opposed to loving them. And men are more likely to be abusers, but women are also domestic abusers. And physical and emotional abusers. And it's about control. It's about making sure that you're living the role of being loved and not necessarily actually being loved. You want someone around you so that you can control and feel some sense of purpose. But it's all synthetic. It's manufactured. It's a synthetic sense of purpose. It's not real. It's, it's, not, it's not going to get you an actual connection with the person that you're with. You're just driving them away emotionally, but keeping them there physically. You are a kidnapper. I need you to know that. 
if you are emotionally abusing someone, you are a kidnapper. It should be punishable. <laughs> and I know I'm being a little bit mean and harsh in this episode, but this is this is real stuff here. So I, I need you guys to understand. I need people that are using mental health as an excuse to do shitty behavior to separate themselves from mental health. Because if you are not taking the time to fix yourself, that is a problem with you as a human first. That is a problem with maybe your upbringing. That's a problem with with something about your brain wiring is not allowing you to help yourself. And you're not surrounded by the people that can support you and help you get there. And all I'm doing is trying to encourage you. I know you're going to get upset, but I'm trying to encourage you to take personal responsibility to go to a therapist, to talk to someone, to assess your surroundings. What is making you triggered? What is making you upset? Is it your parents and you just keep them around because you're supposed to? Are you what are you doing? What do you feel like you're doing because you're supposed to do them? And and are those things the things that are making you feel terrible? And reassess your values and your freedom. You know, especially in the U.S., we talk about freedom all the time, but we don't give ourselves freedom. We don't give ourselves the freedom to make the decisions that we want to make in life. We don't give ourselves the opportunity to to do something, to change something, because of what? A silly emotional connection? Sorry, I don't mean to discount your emotions, but come on. You're not using logical thinking at all. I'm not expecting people to use any semblance of logical thinking or any advanced semblance of logical thinking, but it's got to exist at some point. You can't just say, I love this person, I care about this person, and just completely give in regardless of them punching you. Would you say, I love you while they're punching you? Come on, both of you, stop it. You're both responsible. That's codependent relationships. Those are code, that's codependency 101. You're giving per this person the excuse to continue to be the way that they are. By leaving them, you're giving them the opportunity to grow. By encouraging them to take their own responsibility, you're encouraging them to grow. But you can't make anyone do anything. The person being abused can't make the abuser change. The person doing the abuse cannot control the other person to do their bidding. It's mutual control. I hope you understand that. It's mutual attempts at controlling each other. You're allowing yourself to be controlled as the person who is being abused and enabling the abuser to continue to, to, to harm you and uh, just allowing yourself to make excuses. So, bottom line is, you can tell someone to get out of an abusive relationship. You can try to help them. You can try to help them stay away from violence. And ultimately, it is still the individual's responsibility. I can't convince someone to change. It's not about control. But understand that your friends, your family, are only going to be around if you're, if you're actually listening to them and you're taking their advice to heart and respecting what they want. And foregoing your need for emotional comfort just for a little while. Because you'll grow. You'll get out of it. You'll get better. You'll have the opportunity to meet someone new. When everything is quiet and you're not dealing with the emotional turmoil of someone who is using their mental illness as an excuse to beat you, you can get out of it. You can take time 
for everything to slow down so you can reassess your situation, your environment, the people you're surrounding yourself with, start to develop a positive environment of people that are in your life, remove all of the toxicity, and eventually get into a relationship that is healthier because you've taken the time to grow and have given yourself the room to grow. If you stay within an abusive relationship, it's not going to go anywhere. It is insanity. It is going to go in circles. The other person is going to continue to abuse you. So now I've done other episodes about emotional abuse, and I encourage you to go check those out because I talk a little bit about more of the timing as to when to leave. Um, sometimes it is literally you have to pack a bag when they're at work and leave and leave a note. Because if you give them, abusers are, especially involving mental health, abusers are masters of emotional manipulation. So if you give them the opportunity to see your face and read your emotions, they're going to pounce on every bad feeling of guilt and insecurity that you have inside of your body, and they're going to take advantage of that. Especially when there is mental illness involved, they are going to take that opportunity to use their mental illness as their number one way to get under your skin and say, you can't leave me because I'm going to kill myself. And honestly, they're not allowed to do that. They can kill themselves. I'm not encouraging them to. I'm saying that they're not allowed to use that as a tool because that doesn't sound honest. <laughs> that doesn't sound honest in, in their approach because what do they get out of killing themselves? They lose a life and you get to live on. All right, that sounds kind of terrible. I'm not going to go down that route. But what I understand, what what's basically happening is you just can't allow yourself to to have them use that as their excuse to keep you around. If that's scary, and every time... You, you just have to start assessing every time you have that emotional argument. If you feel like they're having a discussion with you, and they're taking advantage of every single emotion you're feeling, if they seem to be aware of every single emotion you have, I can see how that is alluring, but they're not using it responsibly. They have a gift... They have a gift of empathizing and to figuring out what your emotions are, but instead of using it for good, they are using it to trample all over you. And that's just wrong. It's just terrible. It's not good. And mental health, as an excuse for violence, is not acceptable. At all. So I think, I think some of the scariest parts are the fact that you're alone. You know, you're someone who is, who is feeling like you have no one. First of all, you have me. If you're dealing with something, you can voice message me. You absolutely can. Or hit me up at Rival My Design on all the social channels. Because you can. You could talk to me. I'm not the best emotional person. I'm going to give you more logical decision making and, and, and give you um, action items, perhaps. But if you have no one, then start with someone. Anyone. Reach out to your podcast host, <laughs> and I'll be able to point you in the direction of a therapist. If you're not really good at finding a therapist, you have no idea where to look or how to start or how to even get out of an emotional abusive relationship, there are resources online. There are people that you can connect with, people who are trying to help other people. There's always someone. So get this out of your head that you are alone because you're not. And the person who is dealing with mental illness and being the abuser, you are also not alone. I know I, I've antagonized you throughout this podcast because you deserve it. 
I'm going to be honest about that. But you are also a person who was once a child, who once deserved attention to be cared for, to be loved, and someone in your life at some point denied you of that, and has made you seek that out through your relationship, and your fear of them leaving has caused you to hold on to them in a way that is unhealthy for the relationship. You are not keeping a healthy relationship around, and you also deserve better. You also deserve the opportunity to improve yourself. You deserve the opportunity to take time to go to a therapist, to get medication, to improve your mental health and your relationships, to improve your environment and get better. You know, the point is to not antagonize a person for who they are, because we're all people. We're all humans. We all have emotions. We all have things that we want. We're all selfish in one way or another. We want to be able to, to get to a better place. But you have to allow yourself to get to a better place. That starts with you. As the abuser or the abusee, you have to take personal responsibility for your path in life. You are not responsible for fixing another person. You are not responsible for being fixed by another person. It is up to you to take the reins in life. Because... There's another episode that I encourage you to check out. It's an early, older episode, which I want to reiterate. It's called No One Cares. Because in its essence, every little thing that you care about that is causing you or keeping you away from doing the things you want to do, no one cares. No one cares about those things anywhere near as much as you do. Stop worrying about them. Take action in the positive way. Do everything you can to help yourself and find ways to get better. Find some way. There is always a way. There is always a way. Let me iterate that one more time. There is always a way and there is always someone. But you have to realize that there is a way. You have to search for the path. You have to find it. You have to take responsibility. You have to take the time. And you have to stop making excuses. You have to stop making other people responsible for your emotions. You need to stop allowing someone else to hurt you. Whew. All right. I'm going to... Oh, I feel like I just blacked out. <laughs> uh, how do we recover from that? Sorry, that was a heavy episode. I'm going to put a trigger warning in the uh, in the description and in the intro. Because that was a lot. That was heavy. But I'm going to be real. I'm honestly really angry about this situation with our friend. I'm really angry about continuously hearing about people using mental illness as an excuse to hurt people to not better themselves because if you have a mental illness and unless you're dealing with something that is like schizophrenic and you can't you have no control at all like that is the only time that 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 you can't you're gonna have a more difficult time with control but if but everyone can be aware of what's going on in their lives even if it is something else taking the wheel in those moments, there are bits of sanity in between. And in those bits of sanity, you need to find your path. So anyway, before I go down another rant rabbit hole, uh, I'm going to wrap up this episode. Um, let me know what you felt about this one. Do you want more stuff like this? I, I'm, I'm trying not to do stuff like this. Like I'm, I'm really trying hard to not be so attacking and judgy and antagonistic that is not my goal again at the end of this if you made it to the end of this the goal is to make sure that you're feeling empowered and that sometimes that involves tough love some that sometimes that involves getting in your face a little bit and saying stop it stop being a child 
you're an adult now. You need to take responsibility for your life, you know? And um, sometimes that's hard, you know? Again, we've, we were all children once, you know? We all have different paths, and we're all just people that are trying to live and trying to enjoy life. We're not genuinely trying to hurt people. We are just reacting to the circumstances that we've been surrounded by or that we've created for ourselves. Because again, if you're living in a free country, you've created it for yourself. Sorry. You were born into a lot of situations, sure. You were born into difficult parents, or you were born into a poverty situation. But more times than not, there's a way to find a way out of it. There's a way to find a person that can help you. There's at least the start of a path. It doesn't mean you're going to pick something or find someone and everything's going to change tomorrow. It's about consistency. It's about work. It's about drive. It's about self-worth and self-love. Caring for yourself first and foremost, and everything else will fall into place after. So take that and run with it. Let me know what you're doing to fix yourself if you feel like you're broken. How, how can you love yourself a little bit better? Stop saying so much, so many bad things about yourself. I mean that. I'm telling the entirety of the country. Stop feeling terrible. Just cut it out. You are great. You are amazing. You've got so many things that you can do. You are capable. You are worth it. You are worthy. Absolutely. Go for it. This is like way far way emotional for me. This is the influence from Molly. So you should check out the Darling Rage because she's very positive. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I'm wrapping this up. I love you guys. Take care of yourselves and each other. Leave me a voice message. Leave me a review. Let me know what you think. Even if it's angry, just let me know. I want to hear it. I know it's upsetting. It's fine. It's part of the process. <laughs> All right. I'll see you guys next time. Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to Dopamine. I really appreciate it. If you thought this was a dope show, then you should wait until next week. But also, while you wait, you should go to iTunes and Stitcher and leave a positive review. Positive reviews help me to uh, fill up my dopamine tank. Otherwise, you can send your friends to dopamine.life to listen to the show or hi, my name is Christian.com to get the latest updates. I'll catch you later.